If you like the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast, consider giving us your support on Patreon. Go play with other children. Be social, my boy. Yeah. You see those girls? Go and chase them. But not in a Me Too way. Just in a, you know, like a respectful way. You recognize them as a person. Yes. Chase them, but if they say no, stop. Well, it depends how they say no. That's true. That's if like- they're like, no, stop chasing me. What are you doing? Stop. Keep chasing them. If they say no, okay. Yeah, that's one of the issues with this whole thing is that... um. Bill Burr, that's a Bill Burr bit. Hello and welcome to the Middle-Aged Man Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan. And I'm your other host, Richard. And Richard is wearing a shirt with a Chewbacca on it. Yes, it is. I don't even know remember what it says. Some the idea. most important intel in instant response is uh, the Chewbacca noises. Yeah, it's some vendor shirt. Yeah, remember there was a time in the early 2000s where, like, every IT department was dressed in um, polo shirts? Yes. Microsoft, IBM, whoever, Cisco. Name any big IT company, and all they, they wore was polo shirts. They, they looked like um, Best Buy employees. I was going to say, like, golfers. That's why golfers have to wear a colored shirt. Make themselves look a little bit more. Because, like, every other sport has, like, helmets or cool jerseys or something. Golfers are like, well, they got a baseball cap. It's not really a golf hat, it's a baseball cap and a polo shirt. Basically, golf is a garbage sport. Golf is a drinking sport. And by a drinking sport, a sport you play while drinking. Whereas baseball is a sport you can also play while drinking or just watch while drinking. Now, golf is a sport. It's a dealmaker sport. Is it actually a sport? It seems like more of a pastime. Um, well, used to be that anything you bet on was a sport. Can you bet on cheerleading? Yeah, cheerleading is not a sport. It is a performing art. Yes. Now, mind you, you could turn it into a sport by having competitions. How? Cheerleading competitions? They have them. They have competitions, but they're subjective. It's like a music competition. Two choirs, each one sings the same song. Someone won because the judges said so. Cheerleading, we both can do our routine to the same song. One of us won because the judges said so. It's not definitive like a sport with points or who's the fastest. You mean like figure skating? Figure skating is not a sport. It's a performing art. It's not a sport. Sorry, guys. Don't get me wrong. Athletically, very hard. They're real athletes. No question. But figure skating, are you smiling? How are you looking at the audience? What are you wearing? Look at the outfits they wear. Figure skating is a performing art, like dancing. It's dancing Like gymnastics? Gymnastics is a trickier one, though, because it's not a... Well, some gymnastics is a performing art, because you have, the, you have the ribbon, and you're going around. Diving is tricky, because diving, there is a perfect form. You're trying to do a thing perfectly. The thing is, is that with uh, cheerleading, the moves, there is a perfect form. With with uh, For some skating, of the stands, there is. There is a perfect form. There is a... There are ideals for these things, and it's how you're measuring... No, the measurement may be subjective, because it is a judged sport. Yes. But just because something is judged doesn't make it um, not a sport. Because no one would say that boxing isn't a sport. And boxing can be won on points, and the points are subjective to what the referee sees. Cause it sure. Is, because it is not they – don't, they don't do video playbacks and that sort of stuff in boxing. Yeah, but boxing is kind of – I mean, any of those kind of fighting ones, there is a certain 
I guess, point of view the referee has to control who wins. But generally speaking, if, you know, I one hit wondered the other guy and he's down. There's always the win by knockout. Um, Right. But that doesn't hold true for all martial arts. Some martial arts, there are no knockouts. But I would argue that fighting, any kind of fighting sport, is a sport because it's not rehearsed. What I'm doing is not the exact same thing. There is a chess match between me and you, and me trying to punch you, and you blocking my punches, and me trying to kick you in the back. There's a certain back and forth there, which you don't get in cheerleading or figure skating, because I'm doing a rehearsed thing the exact same time. Unless you have a dance-off. Yeah, dance-offs are a sport. (laughs) Dance-offs are a way for washed-out celebrities to still be on TV. A dance-off. No, it means the criteria you had. It's not really a direct competition, though, is it? I can't block you from doing a certain dance move. Hmm. Right. That'd be an interesting... uh... If you try to punch me in karate, I can block your punch and I can counter. A dance-off is, you guys go, then we go, then you guys go, then we go. Who's the best? There's a difference between performing arts and sports. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. Especially, you know me, all I've done is performing arts and some sports very poorly. But certain things aren't sports. Well, I was going to say, that it used to be that the definition of a sport was anything you could bet on. Yeah, I don't think you can bet on a piano recital. Like, sorry. How do you bet on cheerleaders? Um, well, the thing is, is that if you're a sportsman, and sportsmen, you know, sportsman, a sportsman is not someone who does sports. No, no, it's someone who, some jag who follows sports. Yes. My buddy's um, father-in-law watches every Blue Jays game, home game. But every game it's for because, four years. It's because sportsmen, to be a sportsman, you, you, you would lay wagers. Sure. But then the sport there is the gambling. But I'm not even sure it's a sport. Gambling no, no, it's, is, not, it's, it's not. The sport isn't the gambling. The gambling is done on the sports. And gambling is just a game of chance. So you can make a sport out of anything. So for cheerleading, you could bet on how many errors are made in a routine. If you had a perfect example of the routine, but now that's like a music competition where everyone's going to go and play Beethoven's Third, who played it the most perfectly? So that's a competition, but it's not a sport. It is if you bet on it. Nah, I don't think Betty makes it a sport. In the original definition of sport, it did. The original definition. And who wrote the definition? Old jags who bet on stuff and want to call themselves sportsmen instead of you know, gambling Aristocrats. Addict. It was aristocrats. Aristocrats, like yeah. yeah. Gambling addicts. Yeah. People with too much time and money on their hands. People with old money. And, well, people who wanted to get have old money. People who were trying to get the old money from... I'd like your old money, please. It is contentious, though. Whenever I say cheerleading is not a sport, we go, it's a performing art. We go, yeah, I guess so. It is. It's a fine line. Albeit. Like, even golf would technically be a sport, even though it's not really a sport. It's technically a sport. Because who had the least strokes? Who got the ball in the hole with the least hits? Okay. It may be a sport, but it's not athletics. That is true. A sport is not necessarily athletic, and a performing art can be athletic, like cheerleading. So is chess a sport? No, it's a game. It's not a sport, though. It's a competition, and it's a game. I feel like there is a certain physical element. You need to have at least a minimal physical element. In golf... You've practiced swinging the putter or using the driver, and it's actually pretty hard to drive a ball really well. So there's still a physical practice skill aspect to a sport, which chess doesn't have. I don't practice how well I can move my queen on the chessboard. No one needs to, like, oh, look how he 
Slid it perfect. No, that's why chess isn't a sport. How about esports? Esports. Those are called video games. Those are for overweight man children, reliving their glory days. Pretty big pots. Oh, I'm not saying there's a lot of money involved. I'm just saying. Okay, how about car racing? That's definitely a sport. There's definitely physical athletic ability in that. Have you seen the necks of F1 drivers? We have more neck than, like, head. They do lots of physical training to be able to drive that fast. And the response is being that quick. Car racing is definitely a sport. Bowling's a sport. <laughs> as, darts. As, darts? Yeah, there's still a physical skill. How well can you throw this sharp thing at the wall? And there's points. Like, in, in, in darts, yeah. who got the most points? Okay, you won. And there's a physical skill. It's a sport. I mean, barely. These are, like... While drinking in indoor sports. If you can drink inside while playing, okay, it's a sport, but I mean, it's not a great sport. Beer pong. Beer pong. Ah, I mean, it's not a professional sport. It's not high-end sports. No no one gets paid to do it. That I know of. I know. Otherwise, you would have had a totally different career plan. Would beer pong be considered a sport? I think, sadly, it might. Yes, it might. Because there is a physical skill to throw the ball. Yep. And you are drinking. While intoxicated. Like those Canadian skiers that won gold medals while high. He's from British Columbia. Oh, never mind. Here's your gold medal back. It's a true story. Google it. Yep. Well, the argument was made that it's not a performance-enhancing drug. And they were, and basically, it was the other thing. The other factor went in his favor was he was able to prove that um, he had a lot of people who said, "Oh yeah, he was with us, but we're the ones who were smoking. He wasn't." Oh, so secondhand was enough to register on a drug test. Yes. Now, basically, they hotboxed the hotel room. Oh, I see. Here's the thing. Even if you are a little high, and then you did your, like, gold medal ski run and you won, you should get, like, an extra bigger gold medal. Maybe a gold medal and, like, a bag of Doritos. Just because if you can actually do a gold medal Olympic physical thing, and you win the gold, and, oh, yeah, you were a little bit high or drunk, yeah, you should definitely win. Drunk, definitely. There is some argument that in specific in specific types of sports... Alcohol helps? No, uh, pot helps in small amounts. Being totally stoned, no. But it helps... Um, Your focus, maybe? It basically helps with the... Get get into the that flow state. In that sort of zen state that athletes try and get to. Oh, yeah, yeah. You zone everything else out. You're just in the moment doing yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So, it's pretty common amongst... Snowboarders, um, not so much skiers, but snowboarders. Uh, That's part of the snowboarding culture, though. Yeah, it's also part of it's also part of the culture. Um, Surfers. uh, No, that's just not to say that you can't that there is any. It gives you. I don't want to say necessarily gives you an edge over your competition because someone who is just as good as you but is sober is going to potentially do better. Yeah. I think that's getting down to like the, the actual individual person and how they practiced and yeah. what helps them operate better. Because you get these different routines and different diets and different things and what do you eat on the day or not eat on the day or how much water do you drink. So if someone really knows their body well and they have a little bit of like a teeny taste, a microdose of an edible yeah. at 7 a.m., they ski at 9 and they know they're going to be a little bit better – you know, how any different is that than the person who's like, oh, no, I'm going to have a little bit of coffee or a little bit of this or I want well, my espresso my croissant. The thing is, is that caffeine is a measurable performance-enhancing drug. True. For, for endurance sports. So every pre-workout ever made is chock-full caffeine. 
I experienced this once. I was um, I was going to the gym, Good Life Fitness, which is a big gym chain in Canada, and they always had, like not always, but during like, the peak time, sometimes they have like the um, whatever the supplement store is there with the you know you want a free protein shake or yeah. free pre workout, whatever. I was like, okay, sure. And I had like for where I was lifting weights, I was able to lift everything I was normally lifting way easier, way better. I lift even heavier weights, and my like, like ten reps were no problem pushing that next level, trying to get there. Mm. I was like, holy crap, this thing actually, these things really work to have one of these pre workout shakes. But yeah, if you look at the side, it's caffeine and other stuff, and a few kind of energy food things. Yeah, you- Caf- the the biggest things that are um, has a lot of science behind them as caffeine and creatine. I don't know what I had. It was some sort of chocolate vanilla. The guy mixed up for me. Here yeah. you go. I drank it, went and changed, worked out, and was like, holy moly. Probably about uh, 2,000 milligrams of caffeine, which is about the same as a Tim Hortons large. Which is a 16-ounce. No, a large is 20-ounce. A 20-ounce coffee, fast food coffee, yeah. Um, And it's a light coffee, which means it's got more caffeine. Lighter roasts have more caffeine. Yeah, usually like a nice medium. Medium to light. You know what I noticed with Starbucks? They don't have light roast in the afternoon. Yes. Caffeine and creatine. Creatine works. The caffeine definitely works, and it works right away. Like, you can, uh, especially for uh, endurance drugs. Uh, endurance drugs. Endurance, uh, endurance sports. drugs. So running, uh, you know, cycling and that sort of stuff. Creatine is interesting because it actually allows your – it is a precursor for the production of ADP. And if anyone remembers the grade 10 – Biology class, ADP is the chemical that your mitochondria uses, and everyone knows the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Yeah, your mitochondria health, that's how you get energy. That's yeah. why fat people are so tired all the time, because their mitochondria aren't working very well. Um, and that energy comes in the form of ADP. That's something that you actually have to creatine load. So you, you take a shot, if you take a single dose of creatine, it gets stored in your muscles, and you'll use it up pretty darn quickly. Takes about um, a week to, to actually get to get your creatine levels up to a point where it's actually causing you uh, enhanced performance, hmm. and not a huge amount. Um, you're looking at like two or three percent. But still, if you're if you're at that point trying to lift that next ten pounds, you know, yeah. I mean, try to get that next level to break that. But yeah. it means that, it means that you can get another rep or two out um, when you're lifting. Yep, um, and that can make. I mean, if you figure that rep or two at your workouts all week times by all year, yeah, are you now three or four weeks or a month ahead? Yes, you are. After the end of the year. So, I mean, it, it definitely makes a difference. And is that enough to get you onto the team at tryouts? You know, it's one of those things. Yeah. Well, for bodybuilding and that sort of stuff, that it's getting that little – or powerlifting, it's getting that extra little bit of effort in makes a huge difference overall. Right. Um. And the other thing that it does is that um, bodybuilders like it because it gives them a more pump. It's true. Because they're, as their muscles get bigger, their muscles can hold more creatine. And for every molecule of creatine, that you're, it's, there's three molecules of water. Oh, interesting. So you actually get bigger muscles. Would you just like sexually flex his arm when you said that? Bigger muscles. Who are you trying to impress the podcast? For the last time, they can't see you. They can't see your sexy muscles. It's because of the fat over them. <laughs> that doesn't help. Well, that's kind of an interesting uh, conversation. The topic I was going to talk about this episode, but we're almost done. The country Turkey changed the pronunciation of its name from like Turkey to like Tur something else. 
Turkey? Yeah, Turkey. Not to Turkey. Apparently it's because it's uh, Turkey, and the reason they changed it is because people kept trolling them, I guess, because it sounds like the bird turkey, and to be a turkey means to be like silly or ridiculous. True story. So is Hungary going to uh, change its name to Satisfied? Satisfied. <laughs> or full? <laughs> That's classic. Or is the country... Uh, I don't got anything for this. Uzbekistan gonna change his name to Me Uzbekistan. <laughs> they could become Jewish. Uzbekistan. <laughs> Come on over to Uzbekistan. Mama's making brisket. <laughs> We're not Jewish. I don't know who's making these jokes. The thing is, the brisket joke only works for like American Jews. Mm-hmm. Like I have a friend from uh, from Israel. He's a former tank commander in the Israeli army, and he doesn't get any of these jokes. He's like, "What do you mean? What do you mean?" And I'm like, "Because uh, you're you're like a Middle Eastern Jew. You don't these jokes go right above your head." Then I explained. He's like, "Oh yeah, okay, I got it." Brisket. I don't know how to pronounce this though. It's T U with two dots. R K I Y E. Spell pronounced Turkey. Uh, I think it actually the new spelling just reflects how the Turkish. Um, pronounce it anyway because they don't it can't be pronounced turkey the way we pronounce it as a country probably not just like the difference between kiev and kiev sure neither of them is actually how it's pronounced over there no we don't know how they pronounce things how do i hear this oh let me go turkey translate from turkish no we want to translate to turkish hold on no i I put it in in turkish Turkey. So it's gone from Turkey to Turkey. 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 Which sounds maybe like a Turkish or Bulgarian accent, maybe? Turkey. Turkey. This is the English version of the new spelling. Turkey. 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 So basically, if we do a 1990s American film. With the, uh, you know, jihadist bad guy. You know what I mean? Like the bad guy from True Lies, who was like really jihadi. And I think he ended up playing the dad in Fear of the Walking Dead. Totally American and actually part Maori New Zealand. But, you know, he was an Arab in the 90s as a bad guy. I think it was the same actor. Um, they, were, they were mostly they were mostly um, portrayed as Sikhs. Yeah. Just because they wore turbans. and. Oh, yeah. The, the, the turban. I, I do find the... Uh, it's kind of getting off topic, uh, Turkey. Because Turkey has now changed its name to a more Middle Eastern sounding pronunciation of the name Turkey. So good for them. Yeah, they're, 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 again, they've been changing names, you know. Istanbul was once Constantinople. Yeah. I also saw Where in the World is Carmen San Diego in the 1990s. <laughs> but anyway, what are we talking about? Yeah, Americans. Well, that's, that, that's from They Might Be Giants. Istanbul is Constantinople. That's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good tune. What is what? What? Yeah. Why did Constantinople get the jerk? Nobody knows but the Turks. Oh my! Anyway, it is interesting how Americans seem to be completely ignorant of the cultural clothing. Like everything, once you get past like Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. right? If you're not like Russian or European, of well, some Ru- kind, if you're Russian, you wear a bearskin cap. That's true. 
except they, they all do. Um, but what's interesting is it's all the same. Like any culture in Africa or the Middle East, and I, yep. when I say Middle East, I mean like going like all the way to like Nepal, to like the edge of like you know like um, of Asia, right? Because it's all kind of the same. Like, like the Obama picture. Remember the Obama picture when Obama was a federal senator for Illinois. He was somewhere in. I want to say it was North Africa. I forget which country it was. And whoever, whatever the diplomat was there, this other foreign nation hosting an American federal senator, um, gave him a traditional outfit to wear. They're not Muslims there. It has nothing to do with Islam. It's this, like, uh, you know, separate, totally separate culture. So there was a picture of him wearing it. He wore it, you know, to put it on because they gave it to be polite. And they got a picture of him. And then, of course, when he was running for president, this picture was circulated. Look, he's a secret Muslim. And of course, all the people from like the Muslim world were like, "That's not a Muslim outfit. That's not us." And people from that culture were like, "Oh, look, that's that's our outfit from this little niche, little yeah. corner of the world." He's a secret Muslim. So your point is, um, does it matter what religion he is for, if he's running for president? It does. Saying that that outfit he was wearing, it's definitely Muslim. I saw it. Like without actually knowing anything about it, is like if you saw Obama, you know, as a federal senator wearing a Scottish kilt that was given to him by some Scottish diplomat going, look, he's a Jew. I'm not sure. I mean, some Jews might wear them if they're Scottish, but it's a cultural dress, not yeah. religious. Uh, has nothing to do. No, definitely a Jew. Um, maybe, maybe you should learn things. I don't know. But I was actually a founding member of a police pipe band. So I've worn a kilt a lot, performing, playing the drum. I've also, wore a kilt at my wedding. I own my own personal kilt. I'm half Scottish. It's my cultural heritage. And when I've worn a kilt, I've been called gay a lot. Or not like not in a mean way, but like there are jokes or my cousins or my buddies like, oh, you got a gay? No. Scottish. Has nothing to do with uh, or, wind, or orientation. And the wind blows low. There's <laughs> nothing to do with... That's right. The wind Donald, made... where's your trousers? <laughs> That's true. But no, but wearing a kilt has nothing to do with your uh, orientation whatsoever. But yeah, but in any case... Well, you um, try to keep your head oriented up and your feet oriented down. Generally, I was told once to get off a trampoline uh, on my wedding day at my in-laws by my father-in-law. If you could just uh, sit down and get off that trampoline, that'd be great. I'm wearing underpants. We don't need to see them. That's okay. Welcome to the family. Sit down. (laughs) And you sit down with your legs crossed, like you know, like in uh, like Willie in The Simpsons. No, he keeps uh, he keeps crossing and crossing his legs. Well, that that's from uh, um, Fatal Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct, yeah, with um, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone, and she keeps yeah. And she, during the interrogation, she has her leg crossed and she uncrosses her legs and very slowly crosses over to the other leg, flashing everyone right. And of course, Willie keeps doing this. Uh, that was the Who Shot Mr. Burns episode. And they pull out the gun and they cock the trigger back on their revol- their police revolver. They cock the trigger back. Yeah. And it's like, that's your last warning for that. <laughs> <laughs> but to actually cock the trigger, like, that's serious business on a revolver. Once that hammer's back. Yep. Heck, you don't even need to pull the trigger to fire the gun. No, but... Um, that's the old, uh, you know, bang, 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 bang. I don't know if they actually shot that way. Because there are trick revolvers people use for trick shooting, which fire more easily. Yes. Um, well, I think that was that was uh, that was a uh, uh, Buffalo Bill type thing. You know, right. the getting so many shots off. You know. Right. Right. It's like the guys with their bolt actions. 
where they can like fire as fast as semi-automatic with their bolt action, but they're not aiming, yeah. right? Like they're just like, but like they can just shoot off a whole magazine of whatever they have super quick, you know, multiple shots a second. Um, and I think the gun sometimes they even have it mounted properly on like a, a holder or a stand or something. But anyway, we're kind of way, way off topic. But yeah, it is interesting how Americans, I guess Canadians to some degree, get very angry at the clothing someone's wearing, whether they're calling me in a kilt gay or, you know, uh, when Obama was a senator, calling him a Muslim because he was wearing a traditional African African garb. I, forgot, I, I want to say it was North Africa. I forget which country, but well, basically. People got upset with Trudeau for wearing uh, an Indian. Blackface. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe that one's okay to get mad at. Maybe that no, one's no, okay. It was more the, uh, he went and dressed himself up in uh, traditional, like, in Indian garb when he went to India the one time. And so, but he, he, it it was, it was, it stood out because it wasn't like this was something given to him. Oh, I see. With Obama, they actually gave him, here's, here's a gift. And I think, I think that might be what Trudeau was trying to emulate. Yeah, he was, he, but he wouldn't, he went and bought like this expensive, a really expensive, you know, outfit. And wore it, and mm. it wasn't like the Indians. They, they liked they liked it. You know, at the time that was when you know Trudeau was still extremely popular internationally. Yeah, he, he's kind of dipped because he's kind of holding on to some of his COVID powers and things he did, um, and they're not really necessary now. Like the whole the whole like passport vaccine passport for airlines. We're the only country left in the world, I think, that's still doing that. It's like. Why are, and it's not like we were doing it because we made a decision till a certain date. They just extended it again till July 1st from June 1st. It's like, wait a minute. I can see leaving till June 1st. We're going to leave it. We made a decision. Yeah. That's the deadline. Okay, fine. Fair enough. But then it's like, no, no, we're going to do it again. Why? What's the actual empirical scientific justification? Yeah, no, there is none at this point except for the fact that um, Trudeau well, doesn't feel like he can back down. Yeah, just like Putin, who doesn't feel like he can back down out of Ukraine. Though he did, Putin did just admit that this is not about you know denazifying uh, Ukraine. It's about um, he he likened himself to um, Peter the Great. Oh my God! And how he is um, reclaiming Russian territory. He is trying to kind of rebuild what he lost. Um, I think what he feels he lost because he worked what, his what way Russia up. Russia lost. What Russia lost, but he worked his way up. You know, uh, for decades and decades, and. The Soviet Union fell apart. He worked his way back up, and now he's trying to get. He's basically trying to rebuild the Soviet Union. Yes, he wants the Soviet Union b- back in its glory um, before he dies. Which, who knows when? He's an old. He's an old dude. He's an old dude, and there's lots of rumors flying around about his health. Yeah, but there are always all about old politicians. All old yeah. politicians, like, and this is why I was loving the states. How, Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. But what I love about Americans is they're like, Joe Biden's too old. Oh, look at him. Look at how old he is. Isn't Donald Trump like only three years younger? Yeah, yeah, but that's different. Yeah. How? The two old white dudes. Yes. Can we no. get like a young Latino man as president? No, mind you, uh, when Donald Trump uh, got into the presidency, he was not the oldest person ever elected. Biden was the oldest president ever elected. The people are living longer these days. Biden was elected and he was older than uh, Reagan, who was the previous uh, record holder um, for age. He was older than Reagan was when Reagan retired. 
Yeah, and Republicans love Reagan. Yeah, um, I think because he got shot and survived. Any American president that gets shot, especially if they survive, there's a certain kind of love Americans have. Yeah, he took a bullet. Well, what a you know, man. The, no, the Americans love people who've been shot. Period. Um, Lincoln, Reagan, Kennedy, Kennedy. Although Kennedy was a lovable guy. Yeah, uh, I mean, like not to his wife. He was a horrible philanderer, but politically for civil rights and going to the moon. Fantastic. Uh, Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, Teddy. They love Teddy. Um, especially because he went and finished his speech after being shot. Mm-hmm. He was a tough SOB. Yeah, he was a badass. He's not the kind of guy to want to match drinks with. No. Like, he's the kind of guy you try to match drinks. He's like, well, I just matched drinks with three other men, but I can still teach you how to be a man. And like, oh, Mr. Roosevelt, just go build a dam. Anyway, that's a show. I think that's a show, too. There were some loud children at the end. I don't know that I get picked up by the mic. If, that's... if they did... I'm going to leave it in there. Leave it in there because that's... Background noise. Yes. That that shows we're authentic, Richard. Yes. We are authentically... We ate a hell of a lot of pistachios tonight. I ate most of them. What's the uh, serving size in these? Um, like three? I hate that crap. Three quarters of one cookie is a recommended serving size. Three quarters of one cookie? Anyway. Actually, this is not too bad. It is... Is that 93 pieces? You've got glasses on. Like my, my eyes are... I don't have small 300 enough eyes. calories for 93 nuts or 50 grams. This is 350 grams. So there's seven servings in this bag. So 300 times seven. The whole bag is like 2,100 calories. So there's actually a day's worth of um, calories in that bag. So I probably ate like 800 calories worth of pistachios. pistachios. Maybe not that many. They're good, though. Well, plus the goju berries. Oh, yeah. Good thing I didn't eat much today. Going to get this part so my wife can't hear it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Have a good night, everyone. We're going to the Toronto Zoo tomorrow. Oh, cool. Cool beans. middle-aged man talk thank you so much for listening please check us out on patreon (laughs) (laughs) woof